I'm Hans. And I'm Laura. And we, we love, love to, to go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Before the pandemic, we loved to go to the theater and watch a film on Saturday. And now we're doing it in our living room. But one way or the other, the one thing we love more than watching the movie is discussing it. So now we get to do it with you and a cocktail. So enjoy. Hans, Hans and Laura, Laura go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome back. This week, we watched the 2016 film, The Founder, starring Michael Keaton. Yes, this is a story, a true story of Ray Kroc, who is a gentleman living in the Midwest, trying to be successful um, at being a traveling salesman when he stumbles upon um, a revolutionary burger restaurant, um, McDonald's. That's pretty accurate. And he sort of recognizes the genius of this original McDonald's and um, feels compelled to uh, be a part of the organization and uh, ultimately um, sort of takes over the organization and grows it into the fast food monolith that it is today. Yeah. This was a movie that I had had on my agenda for a long time that I wanted to watch. Um, and for one reason or another, it just never happened. So we, we got to it this week. And, um, and, and I think that that was simply part of it. I, I, I find it to be an interesting story. I thought it would be interesting to see how uh, to, to learn a little bit about this and also to see how they approach the topic. Um, and um, yeah, I've also always thought that McDonald's makes wonderful food and would really be an excellent sponsor of movie theme podcasts. And I think Wouldn't that that's, it though? I, I really think that, that they would, um, you know, um, McDonald's is, uh, mm, 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 mm. good. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that Campbell's? Yeah. Well, Campbell's also, I think is excellently suited for. To sponsor Sponsoring movie, movie, movie podcast podcasts as well. Yes. Yeah. So. My question for you, Laura, what are we drinking tonight? We are drinking a banana rum old fashioned. What's that? You never heard of such a thing? Isn't that crazy? Well, shout out to the... Uh, June issue of Eating Well magazine, or excuse me, Food and Wine magazine, mm. which featured the recipe for the banana rum old fashioned, which consists of light rum, bourbon, and banana liqueur. Perhaps you've said to yourself before, banana liqueur is a thing? It is, in fact, a thing. And it's more, it's more than just for college students trying to make strawberry banana jello shots. It can be for a more refined palate as food and wine has now taught us. It's a very curious drink. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, it's very interesting for anyone who's in the mood for uh, a stiff 
but sweet cocktail that's different than probably any cocktail you've ever had before. Yeah. Highly recommend it. It's worth it's worth a shot. It's it's certainly a novel beverage. So Hans, what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I thought that it was uh, it was an interesting story. Um, I thought it was well made as a, as a movie and uh, well acted. And it was an interesting story. I mean, it was a story about somebody who had improbable success, who succeeded in the face of failure. <laughs> and then also the story of other people who ultimately failed in the face of tremendous success. Uh, it was, uh, it, it's, it's, it's quite a story to be honest. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I think the thing that was most remarkable about the story to me was that, um, Michael Keaton's character, Roy Kroc, who was obviously extremely well acted, um, and he was very, his character was, was not related to Batman or Birdman. Very true. Yeah, just, just not worth at mentioning. All. Um, so he could recognize the genius of the McDonald's brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He was really a visionary in a way that the McDonald brothers were not. That being said, he was one corrupt son of a bitch. And that did not become apparent, at least to me, in the first half of the film. No, it's it's kind of funny because you're rooting for for him to to sort of as the underdog through the first half of the movie or so, and then it just starts to once he starts to get successful, it's like, oh man, this guy's this guy's a monster. Yeah, totally. I think it was super interesting. It was super super fascinating. I'm not sure how it makes me feel about McDonald's. It doesn't change. I mean, it, he's it, a he's a he's a person. You know, I mean, McDonald's is McDonald's, no, and right. Use, you know, yes, you're right. I guess the thing, yes, and you're pro you're probably right. And my about connection to McDonald's as a as a rest as a fast food restaurant comes so long after Ray Kroc's involvement in at least any formal way had ended. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I guess the thing is, is that when I think about the '60s. Right. And I sort of think about what the 60s were like in my head. I totally picture the like wholesome image of like a family on a road trip stopping at, you know, one of the very 50s, 60s, double arched style McDonald's. And the thing was, the brand very much was built on that idea of wholesome. But as you find out in the film, that's because Ray Kroc saw that as an opportunity um, in many ways to create a good product, but also to be sort of a, to exploit um, 
the initial creators of McDonald's. You know, and it's an interesting, it's an interesting point. And, you know, one of the things that I think, uh, again, like we're talking about the history of this. I, I don't know how accurate everything is in the movie. You That's know, I mean, fair. I, I says, certainly don't it know. It says based on a true story. Yeah, so, so. so I, I don't know for, we don't, we don't know for sure. I mean, about everything, but you know, you do wonder also to, to a certain extent, if perhaps the McDonald's brothers had been a little bit more interested in growing their brand or something, you know, then, then they may well have, have continued to have a much more active involvement. Do you know what I mean? It, That's fair. It may, th this may have happened one way or the other. I don't know. It's That's just, fair. it's just curious, you know, like what if, if their, if their opinion had been more in line with his now that's not their fault i mean they did they started it in many ways at, at the same time they they, they didn't <laughs> it's kind of funny because like ray Kroc calls himself the founder of mcdonald's and the mcdonald's brothers were like this is ridiculous this is our thing but the problem is is their thing really wasn't a thing until he made it a thing so and they, and they, it's, it, it's honestly, it, it is, there is some level of confusion there. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree that it seems like they were, they were very much done wrong, of course. Very and, much and done wrong and cheated. Yes, I would agree with all that. That being said, I do also think, speaking to not really understanding the history, I do think it's interesting because you have the McDonald's brothers, Mac and Dick McDonald's. Yeah. Um, and... At least it appeared throughout the film that really McDonald's was serving a very limited number of things, right? Yes. Hamburgers, cheeseburgers, fries, milkshakes, sodas. This, right. this seemed to be what was being sold. But as we know today, an iconic part of McDonald's menu is... The Chicken McNuggets. No. Oh, the Egg McMuffins. No. The Big Mac. Oh. The Big Mac, which I think is interesting because the original owner. No, oh, Mac was the big bigger one of the two yeah. brothers, wasn't he? Oh, Mac McDonald. Oh, I never thought about that. I always thought the Mac Mac was more of a play on the Mick. But it always did kind of strike me as kind of funny. It's like, well, it's, it's not really McDonald's. It's McDonald's. Right. So it's kind of. But I just figured it was. I never really thought much about it, but you're right. Since one of the the, the brothers' names was Mac, yeah. No. I guess it's good they didn't call it the big after the other brother. That would have been slightly that problematic. Would have been, that, would have, that would have really been weird. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Um, moving on. What would be interesting to know historically is the Big Richard. His name would have been Richard, his, right? His name would have been yeah. Richard. Which could have also been uh potentially i there's little richard for that matter too i mean and they didn't have richard. much in common at all no one made hamburgers fair. the other was a musician there you go um so i actually have a sort of a question these these folks are the kind of observations you have when you're drinking banana liqueur <laughs> yes yes so it would be interesting to know when the big mac came about right was that something that was named in posterity or was the Big Mac something that did exist on the menu? Seems unlikely. It seems I don't I don't think that that would have been based on the item. story in the yeah. film. It seems... And even based on my understanding was that it was it was a hamburger cheeseburger. Those right. were your options. Right. Yeah. 
there was a little part of me that wanted the so shamrock shake to be introduced in the movie. No, so I'll stop and say that this is this is a spoiler alert. So if you have not watched the film, please pause now, go watch the film, and then come back to finish the podcast. Um, I will say that at the end, when the McDonald's brothers no longer have the McDonald's names, there was a little part of me that really wanted them to then launch In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> that would have been something. But alas. That is not how history works. No. It would have been some level of poetic justice. Well, it really wouldn't have been because as big as In-N-Out is, it's not as big as McDonald's. So I guess maybe it wouldn't have been. But the uh, I feel like the values of In-N-Out Burger were much more aligned with the original McDonald's brothers than what? than the McDonald's we know today. Yeah, perhaps so. Perhaps so. You know, I, I do think, and 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 I, I, I joking jokey aside, I um, I, I do have a, a respect in the fast food world for McDonald's, and I, I really I, I do think they have 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 done a good job because, for one thing, McDonald's are always they're they're generally very nice locations, right? Yes. And I think that maybe there is a little bit of a downgrade in it at some point in time in the you know maybe a decade, decade and a half ago or so. I think maybe even earlier than that. Maybe earlier than that, yeah. But I mean, I think that in in recent years, I find that you know when we travel or around here and whatnot, McDonald's are generally going to be clean clean locations recently remodeled recently remodeled they they demolished they demolished the building and rebuild it i yeah. mean like that they do that which, on a regular basis which i actually found very very yeah. interesting yeah i know why you're going i know where you're going with this. one of yeah. the things that uh ray crock did was he bought the land and leased it back to the franchise owners yeah and i and the, as a result of that he had a lot of control over the franchisees. Yeah. Um, and I can't help but wonder if the legacy of that is the fact that, for instance, McDonald's seemed to be almost entirely, if not partially, demolished every... Yeah, but remember, that happened with the, the original brothers even did that with their own stand. Remember, like, they opened up their stand in the in the earliest... Yeah. In the, back in the 50s. Right. And they... they, they, they they closed it down, demolished their property, and rebuilt it as their their new idea for a McDonald's. You know, right? That's... Which is just interesting because you're in the in this story. They're like, yeah. you know, they shut down for several right. months, and and like that was seemed like a horrible business idea to completely shut down, close your business, demolish your building, rebuild the building. Right. All this time, you don't have profit. Which is very much that's still what McDonald's do actually to this day. Right. Is they, they close they shut, down, except yeah. they rebuild them so fast. Right. But never nevertheless. Right. Nonetheless. But my point being, I think that they still have a very carefully curated menu. And every so many years they cull things from the menu. I think they right. just did that. They just eliminated a whole bunch of things from the menu. And I think that that actually speaks to the to to sort of a similar thing that actually has been kind of a a guiding thing with McDonald's is that you have, 
they have like their little seasonal things, right? But they don't have so much like, yeah, let's offer this on the menu till nobody wants it anymore. Right. So much, right? As it's like, well, we'll offer this as a as a little fun we thing for a shamrock. month or whatever. We offer the shamrock right. shakes in March. We offer the fillet of fish yeah. during certain times of the year. Yeah. Well, and I mean, for that matter, the other thing that I think is very interesting about McDonald's is that. If you go to McDonald's today and you order a McDonald's hamburger, it is going to be served to you in essentially the same way that it would have been served to you in the 50s, which is a single patty with a squirt of ketchup, a squirt of mustard, a pinch of diced onion, and two pickle slices. Is it? Is that what it is? It's just, oh no, the special sauce is on the Big the Mac. Big Mac, right. And that's just Russian dressing, basically. Really. I believe so, yes. Yeah, or something like that. But, um... So, I mean, that sort of speaks to the idea of, like, this is this is what... This is one of those quintessential McDonald's items. It doesn't change. And then you might have other things. Like, right now, we live in an era of the McCafe, for instance. Is it reasonable to assume that 10 years from now, the McCafe might not exist and there might be some other trend that they're tapping into. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair because the McCafe is not, you know, it's something that exists because people are really into coffee right now, but maybe they won't be in 10 or 15 years, or maybe they will be and it'll it'll remain over time, but. Hey, McDonald's has had coffee for a pretty darn long time at least, but nonetheless. That's fair, Not but you can get a frappa mappa, crap a mappa mappa frap. Yes, exa exactly. Mm -hmm. Right, right. With um, whipped cream and caramel. Yeah, or at least you could the last time we were at a McDonald's. Yes, I would just like to say I've never partook in that. Oh no. Because that's overly indulgent and probably has more calories than a milkshake, quite frankly. No, but if you're in another country ordering a, um, a McDonald's, is a good place to get an uh, American-style coffee when you're in another country and you're just craving a good old American-style coffee. Yes, you will get the most American-esque coffee. Yeah, that's true. It's still not really. It's still not really the same, but yeah. that's okay because for anyone who's traveled abroad, you can probably relate to the fact that one of the best things about traveling abroad is experiencing all the different things about another place. And that also having a little teeny taste of home at some point in the midst of all the different things is also very comforting. But isn't that kind of what, you know, the idea of McDonald's sort of is also, right? That, yes. that you go to any McDonald's location and you're going to have the same experience and you're going to have the same food. Yes. It's going to taste the same. That's true. And, you know, I mean, there's McDonald's all over the world now, right? Where are some of the crazy places we've had McDonald's? Well, maybe not. Not, not, not so crazy, crazy in really, Europe. But, yeah. in Europe. But, but nonetheless, they're all over the world. And I actually have had McDonald's in China. And there you go. There you go. Just so you know, at least at the, at, at this era, they did not have the classic at McDonald's ap apple pie and McDonald's. Instead, they had a pineapple pie, which was, in fact, very similar to the apple pie, except it had some sort of pineapple preserves in it. And I can only assume that this was some sort of 
translation issue that led McDonald's in China to have a pineapple pie instead of an apple pie. That's right. That being said, no less tasty. No. So, you know, Laura and I clearly have a soft spot for McDonald's. Um, and, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting movie. Yeah, I did too. I really thought the portrayal, you know, the movie was, the movie was called The Founder. It was all about Ray Kroc. And I just thought the the progression and his sort of leadership story was very interesting to me. Um, because he's not, he's not Steve Jobs. He's not a household name that people know about. Um, but he is a very interesting case study in sort of the values of leadership and, you know, the way in which those values can be transformative and visionary and the way in which those values and strengths can be become almost, almost vices, really. Hey, I, I think probably the, the story behind most successes have some, you know, have some, some, some real negative aspects to them. Yeah. Yeah, I think they probably do. Um, and I mean, for better or worse, I was kind of, uh, I guess maybe relieved it might be the appropriate word to see that his second wife ultimately donated a huge amount of his, um, legacy to NPR. Yeah. How about that? I kind of felt okay. I felt a little less dirty after watching the movie, knowing that that money ultimately went to a good cause in my mind. <laughs> yeah. How about that? That is, that was rather, that was rather amusing. I, I can't disagree with you. Overall, I just think this was a really well-made, good and interesting film. Yeah. I think it's worth a watch. Everybody's entitled to their opinion Everybody's entitled to their thoughts Everybody's entitled to their opinion